0: Welcome to the Fear and Greed Daily Interview. I'm Sean Elmer. We're in the middle of a startup boom in Australia, and now an innovative international investor is bringing $100 million onto the scene. Clearco is the world's largest e-commerce investor, having put more than $2.5 billion US globally into 5,500 startups across three continents. Australia will be the company's first Southern Hemisphere launch market. One of the things that makes ClearCo different from conventional venture capital firms is that it operates on a revenue-based funding model, which means ClearCo doesn't take an equity stake in the startup. Michelle Romano is a co-founder and president of ClearCo. She's also a serial entrepreneur, having started six companies before her 35th birthday, and is the youngest dragon on Dragon's Den in her home country of Canada. She joins me this morning from New York. Michelle, welcome to Fear and Greed. Oh, it's wonderful to
1: be here. Thank you for having me.
0: Michelle, people like you make me exhausted how can you have six companies before your 35th birthday
1: oh I didn't sleep very much Right, (laughs) it's pretty pretty simple no I mean I uh I think the biggest thing is I started early right I started right out of engineering school started my first business which was you know a caviar fishery and then you know the ball got rolling and just kind of took it from there
0: okay so you're an engineer by training is that right and what sort of Mm -hmm. businesses have you been involved in yourself
1: So I go to school for engineering, I figure out that I'm not going to be very good at building bridges and instead much better at building businesses. So I build a little coffee shop on campus as my first business, I graduate and figure out that worldwide supply of sturgeon caviar is down by 95% because the world has overfished the Caspian Sea. And moved myself out to the East Coast to build a fishery, which was right. a great business until the 2008 recession, in which case it was a horrible business. And from there, started an early e-commerce company in Canada. So I deeply understand our customers. It's now a small publicly traded company in Canada. From there, built another app that was acquired by Groupon in 2014. And that really leads to the part of the story where I get asked to join the cast of Dragons. And I think you guys have the same show in Australia. It's,
0: it's Shark uh, Tank. Yeah, Shark Tank is how we call it. Yeah.
1: Exactly. But this, the same concept, entrepreneurs come on the show. And it was a really unique opportunity that I got invited to join the show when I was quite young. I was 28. But you know, everyone's like, wow, congrats. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm scared. <laughs> I'm the youngest person here. I feel like the poorest person here. And I think as a result of that, I just saw these businesses a lot differently. And what I saw, because we filmed the whole show in three weeks, right? We see 250 pitches in those three weeks. It's the same way everywhere the show is made. And so you're starting to see these entrepreneurs come on the show and they have, you know, great e-commerce products. And they're like, look, I'm looking for hundred thousand dollars for 10% of my business. And what's really interesting is you, when you ask those founders what they needed the money for, it was always the same two things. It was, I need it for user growth, which is Facebook and Google ads, and I need it for inventory. And so I remember talking to my co-founder, Andrew, and being like, you know, why are founders using the most expensive capital in the world, which is equity, to do something that really has a fixed return? And so we put our heads together. And I actually remember I came back on the show and I was like, look, I'm just going to throw it at a different deal type. I'm going to give you that $100,000 you were looking for, but instead of taking 10% of your company that I will own forever, I just want 10% of your revenue just until you pay me back my capital plus 6%. And the founder that day was really confused. Like, well, isn't this a loan? And I'm like, no, it's not a loan. There's no personal guarantee. There's no fixed payment timeline. There's no compounding interest. And... If you don't pay me back, I'm not going to take your business or put you into bankruptcy like normal debt does. I said the only trick to my deal is that I really want to see your Facebook ad data, because I'll understand, you know, if you have really good unit economics. And so it was actually on the show that day that the founder was like, Yes, I want to take that deal. And you know, the rest is a little bit of history, and that's really become what Clearco is today.
0: Okay, so let me get this straight. So revenue-based funding is all about, so it's not a loan because there are no guarantees, Mm -hmm. but it is about Clearco providing a hundred thousand in this example, being paid back on the basis of revenue plus whatever rate that is. Is that over one year, two years, three, is there a term involved? How does that, and what are the guarantees?
1: No, there's no guarantees. So we have no personal guarantees in your business. That's why we really have to understand your data if you don't pay us back, we don't put you into bankruptcy. Mm -hmm. And typically we get our money back anywhere from eight to 12 months, I would say is usually typical. And there's some companies that we've funded, you know, 25 times and we've scaled them from, you know, $10,000 a month businesses all the way to hundred million dollar businesses, because we will give companies between 10,000 up to $10 million.
0: And is 6% a typical interest rate or does that move around a bit?
1: Yeah. So it's actually not an interest rate. It's a flat fee. So if we give you a hundred grand, you owe us $106,000. Right. If you take us two years to pay us back, you still owe us $106,000, uh, which is why it's very different than an interest rate because it doesn't compound or grow. You actually always know what it's going to cost you for that, that capital. And yeah, if you spend our money on inventory or ads, it's always 6%.
0: Wow. You must have very supportive shareholders of your business, Michelle.
1: <laughs> well, we, we really started a new model. And I can tell you, it's really funny being back in New York right now, because I mean, this is where we went to get our original capital base. And I can Mm. tell you there was 249 people on Wall Street that said no to us. They said, you know, you guys don't understand credit. You're going to lose all your money. You don't know what you're doing. And what we said is, look, I'd run an e-commerce business before. The success of e-commerce businesses is correlated to what your unit economics are, which means you know, after you make a sale and you subtract your product cost and your cost of ads, are you making money mm-hmm. and your growth rate and what audience sizes you've penetrated? And so it took a long time in many years. I mean, we were schlepping around in 2016 and 2017 asking for this money.
0: Yeah.
1: And we were able to show investors that, in fact, we have way more businesses, I mean, We've put out $2.5 billion into founders' hands. In, incredible in, amount of money. It's an incredible amount of money. Like, and I just want to put that as a sense of scale for you. Like, A huge venture fund in the US, like one of the big ones, is maybe a billion-dollar fund. Yeah. And they deploy that capital over seven years. I mean, we've done $2.5 billion in six years. So what we believe is that our market size is so much bigger. We are incredibly excited about the Australian marketplace because we know it's super tech-savvy, lots of e-commerce companies, and really underserved. Yeah. So
0: so why Australia?
1: It's that. It's we know there's tons of great e commerce founders there. We don't think they're being served well by current options and we can see that in terms of like the way that banks have set up and they've charged for their capital and they've had guarantees associated with them. And so we think it's and we think there's just some incredible founders there yeah. that deserve a better capital option.
0: And it's not necessarily what we would always think of as a digital company. You've also invested in like Beard Market and Vegan Grocery Store already in Australia, which aren't yeah. pure e-commerce plays, are they?
1: Yeah. I mean, they have an e-commerce component, right? Like yeah, Beard Market but- has an awesome e-commerce part of it. So does Australia's Vegan Grocery Store. But a lot of these have you know, offline revenue as well. But
0: we're, yeah. you know as yeah. long
1: as they have a digital component, we can get very excited about backing them.
0: Michelle, stay with me. We'll be back in a minute. I'm speaking to Michelle Romano, the co-founder and president of Cleco. Okay, now the use of artificial intelligence platforms to help make funding decisions. I want to delve into that a little bit and I have seen you on YouTube and read about you and the idea that it removes age, gender, race and religion as factors influencing investments is really, really interesting, particularly in a startup market where a lot of traditional funders aren't meeting traditional companies.
1: Mm-hmm. So let me explain to you how, how it works if you're a founder. So if you're a founder that's looking to raise capital, you can come to Clearco, you can connect us to the apps that run your business. So these are things like your payment processor, where you're spending money on ads and your accounting data. That all takes you maybe ten minutes if you remember your passwords. If you don't remember your passwords, like me, it's twenty minutes. But <laughs> in twenty minutes, we can give you a term sheet and we can say, look, based on the data in your business, this is how much capital we can give you, and you know, this is the six percent of the terms of that capital. So first of all, that is way faster. Than any VC process. I mean, I've raised multiple rounds of VC money for this company. I wish we could have raised ClearCo, clear Co, ClearCo, clear but we didn't, didn't have that option. And the fastest you can ever fundraise is really three to six months. And it is a grueling process. I completely take my eye off the business and I just basically go fundraise. Yep, yep. So we have a way faster option. And then think about the data we're using. We don't need your pitch deck. We don't need to meet you. We don't know who you are or where you grew up or which university you went to. In fact, in many cases, we don't even care what product you're selling. We care about the things I talked about earlier, which were unit economics, growth rate, and your audience penetration sizes. And in that way, it's been really remarkable. So we... When we built this, we just thought about building something that was better for founders. And so this was a faster way to do it. this where I didn't have to do all these pitch meetings and get all these custom spreadsheets and do all this diligence. Mm -hmm. So that was the original way. But we realized that we basically built an AI that took out a lot of the bias from these decision makings. And so when we look back at our portfolio, Sean, we saw very different statistics. I mean, we had backed eight times more women. Than the venture capital industry average we had backed founders in all 50 states in america in the uk 70 percent of our founders lived outside of the uk and a much higher proportion of our founders were black indigenous and people of color which to me means that there have just always been these, you know, very strong biases. And again, I don't blame VC, it was a human to human business, right? Yeah, and so if yeah, you went yeah. to schools with other VCs, and if you knew them, I mean, the first litmus test of pitching a VC is that they don't take cold email intros. So you have to be in their network. And so mm-hmm. we've gotten businesses that look like they're from a, a certain pedigree and from a certain background. And look, the reality is, is I've always believed that great businesses can come from anywhere. I believe that actually founders that have had probably a tougher card in life are often better founders than ones that had a silver spoon in life. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, so yeah. we just think it's going to be pretty incredible to think about the world we can live in when everyone with a great idea has the ability to get that, that business funded.
0: The thing gnawing at me about everything you've just said, it's fantastic, total agreement, but every time you talk to a big investor, they always talk about how important management is, how important the person running the show is. Totally. And in some ways, is it just that if you've got the financial results and the cultural results, you're going to have a good manager, so you don't need to worry about that? I'm just interested in whether you have much to do with the CEO of these companies.
1: We have nothing to do with who the CEOs and managements are. I think it's one of the unique parts of our model that – we and look of course i would believe that management makes a difference in the team but i also believe that's reflected in their numbers yeah. and yeah. you know vcs get to play this you know king making game where they get to anoint certain companies winners and certain companies losers based on whatever criteria that you know is either intuitive in their minds and we think that there's probably a better way and we've seen a lot of people that don't look like traditional founders that have built incredibly successful companies because of that.
0: Okay. So the $64 question, of course, is how has Clearco gone in its investments? Because if it works, Clearco should be doing reasonably well out of it, as should all the people you've invested in. Well, some of them anyway.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, we know that companies that take our capital grow at double the rate of the companies that don't take our capital. So I can tell you that our founders are more successful when they when they join the ClearCo family. We not only give founders capital, we also give them access to an enormous network of other founders and a lot of advice to go along with how to spend that money and how to grow efficiently. And so there's a lot of products. I mean, you can see your own dashboard, you can see you know, what your benchmarks are, you can see how your CAC is comparing to other people in your category. And so all of those are very useful pieces of software that we've on top, and then I mean, it's been one of the reasons that Clearco has been able to expand. I mean, we were, you know, the first deal that SoftBank has ever invested in Canada was Clearco, and so there's people that are clearly very excited about the model today.
0: Michelle, you obviously like entrepreneurs and startups. Why?
1: Because I think they're our best bet to change the future and build the world that we want to live in. I look at all the solutioning we have and you know i think about even a big problem like you know climate change for example right governments have spent trillions of dollars trying to make a dent on this and the real people that have made a difference are you know the entrepreneurs that built electric cars and trucks that people wanted to drive the the nest thermostat made a meaningful difference in in the us and so they're just such a good channel to back. And I think that that's what I spent my career doing. I was not only a founder, so I understand that part of the journey and understand how hard this is and how the cards are really stacked against you. But then inevitably, if you want to help founders win, you have to solve the capital problem because the capital is so unfairly distributed today. Yep. And so this is our attempt to make you know a little drop in that bucket and we think we can have a meaningful impact.
0: Well, what I think is exciting for Australian businesses is the cost of capital with Cleco is far less than many other alternates. So good luck. It's launching this week in Australia. Thank you very much for talking to Fear and Greed, Michelle.
1: Oh, it was amazing to be here. Thank you for having me.
0: That was Michelle Romano, the co-founder and president of ClearCo. This is the Fear and Greed Daily Interview. Join me every morning for the full Fear and Greed podcast with all the business news you need to know. I'm Sean Aylmer. Enjoy your day.